a listener production. Activate your internet. Because the Hamish and Andy podcast starts in three, two... Sorry, still buffering. One. Ahoy to me, Stevedore. Hamish. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right through here, Steve. Let me get the door for you. Ahoy to me, longshoreman, Jack. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm always out on that long part of the shore. <laughs> no short shoreman for Jack. No, I'm, as a stevedore, I, of course, unload the boats, sir. Well done, huh? Yeah. Well done. Uh, He's got his boat license. <laughs> Mate, when you get your is, is small boat on, is license. That, is that on the license? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It? Um, yeah. you, learn, you learn your speed limits uh, 50 metres onshore. Um, you know, you can only go five knots if you're 50 metres onshore. Mm. Unless you're driving a cargo boat. <laughs> <laughs> In which case, look out for the stevedores. Mm. He'll unload the cargo. Then you must go to customs. It's you, a slightly more difficult part of the exam when you get your boating license. Jacko, you're a longshoreman, which is a man along the shore. It's probably pretty obvious. So I'll just be a docker, a guy that's just doing the legwork. Odd, odds and ends. Odds and ends. Um, uh, also, ahoy to Cameron, who uploaded what he's up to uh, from Brisbane. Ahoy, boys. Cameron from Brisbane. <laughs> Loving the podcast at the moment. Um, quick question for Hamish. Mm-hmm. What's happened to the bodybuilding uh, trophy you got in America? Hmm. Also, what's going on with the emergency slide party? Or is that just another classic Hamish and Andy Peter out? Anyway, love the podcast. (laughs) Goodbye. They are classic. I'll give you that. First question, where's your um, trophy for winning the Miss Miss New York State? I think it's still at the AIS. In the Hall of Fame, <laughs> I did donate it to inspire school students and anyone else doing a tour. I think you will still find it there in the um, the Hall of Gains, mm-hmm. as they call it. <laughs> Gaining weight. No, no, just just massive, you know, fitness games. Okay, yep. That's yep. For, to inspire the younger next generation. And it's always uh, generously on loan from the Foster Blake family. Good, good. Um, uh, as far as the, the second question... Um, Keep your ankles strapped, everybody. Um, keep strengthening oh. them. But the tape's beginning to smell. <laughs> <laughs> because it's been we've heard back from Rex, who are now doing biggies. They've, they've got to keep their biggies in the sky at the moment. They've yeah. obviously had a tough COVID time. And the and idea of they... just stopping a plane so we can all use the emergency yep. escape uh, uh, slide um, isn't front of mind for them as they try and get uh, aviation and the airways back up and running. But they it's have reached completely... out this week, didn't they, Carly? Yep. Carly's nodded. <laughs> yep. and, and if there's one thing that's that guarantees to put a bit of life back in the lungs of an idea and stop it being a peter out, mm. it's us looking outside here and getting a producer and a nod. Yep. And that just shows you that <laughs> things are still ticking. Yep. So knowing your heart that we've got people nodding, We've got people from Rex giving us not yet, but soons. Yep. And we'll, uh, we've we'll, got we'll, biggies circling in the sky. We'll all be jumping out of a, uh, a plane onto an emergency slide. Uh, soon. Soon enough. Uh, soon enough. Should, and, should, should, we, should we put a date on it? Just soon enough. Fine. <laughs> well, we know it's not a Peter out. There still is some smoke coming from the embers. By, the, by the end of the footy season. This year? Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's, 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 that's a goal. You know we push out timelines all the time. That's true. There's so many codes. (laughs) 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 Ando, can I just say something before we move on? Um, Back to the stevedoring, longshoreman stuff. 
I don't know about you, Jack, but I've thoroughly enjoyed, I, I enjoy the policy we have now of Andy giving us um, um, positions. Yeah, yeah, I love it too. To even, though, field. even though every week all I do is Andy says, like, you're a longshoreman, and then I say something like, oh, yes, I've been doing a lot of longshoring. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, yes, no, it's not always the greatest scenes. but <laughs> <laughs> Thank God you're here. <laughs> yeah. But you still, you know, you took an offer and you run with it. Mm. Andy has made some noises off air, and I wanted to bring it on air mm. to pressure him. He was thinking of retiring it at the end no, of this year. No, no, yeah, no. You guys keep it. love ideas Never. where I have to do the work. Never. <laughs> what are the other ones? <laughs> just, just anything. Anything. And the last Likewise. one was the biggies, the slide party. Yeah. You've delayed that until the cows come home. <laughs> you used to do, he used to do hello in a different language every week, but there Didn't was nothing. Love that. We, there's nothing to do to that. We just, he would just go, that. and that was. So you, you, like, you, just like, you like pretending you're a late huge, lumberjack or something, don't you? You're it like was a huge I like that, thank God you hear it. I, speak <laughs> I, I actually more like it. Like, it's like a, it's like we've discovered a new part of the newspaper quiz to go, like, for two points, where would you find people that work in this position? Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is the fun, you know, snitches and blockers or whatever. Mm. But okay. Harry Potter one. Well, so I'm just saying, I'm putting it on air to increase the pressure to go, I hope in 2023, as we come too. back from the government-mandated break, we <laughs> don't see that as a casualty of the Christmas break. Because Andy started going... I think we're, we're running out of you know, Oh, there's group, lots of jobs. No, no so there's lots jobs. of jobs. Not that many jobs. There's lots of jobs. Anyway. And Let's also, move, yeah. the Harry Potter one from a few weeks back opens up a whole new range. Yeah, fantasy jobs. Like, okay. Yeah, fantasy okay, jobs. Okay, okay, oh, okay, okay. This guy's, a, I'm an imperial stormtrooper. <laughs> I'm a regular stormtrooper. Okay, um, that's hey, a way up, but there would, be, there would be harder <laughs> ones. <laughs> An uh, email came in from a pearl squirrel, so I'm not sure whether it's, it's <laughs> no, a real pearl sister. It <laughs> actually says you're truly Earl's wife. <laughs> Earl and Pearl getting together. What are the chances? Dear Hamish, Andy, and the intern, I'll keep this short and sweet. Give the chomper an eight coin coin. Yours truly, Earl's wife, Pearl Squirrelson. Yeah. Of course, referring to Sugars, who was uh, was it Daniel Sugars? Dan Sugars. Dan Sugars. <laughs> who came on the show a few weeks back because he had the special skill of being able to chomp a song. If you missed it, this is what happened. June's figures, right? We're looking for June. Uh, well, before I get to that, mm-hmm. yes. uh, there is something I'd like to present to you. Okay. It's something like... Oh! <laughs> wow! <laughs> wow! <laughs> <laughs> that you know, takes it to July. Um, <laughs> just, just with your teeth? Sugars, you magnificent corporate son of a bitch. We, 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 we put it in a scenario where we think you could distract your boss from having not done your work, and yeah. it proved to be the true. Uh, now, I, I've been slightly... Um, it is strange that it's Dan Sugars. In a boardroom at the same time, culturally, as Lord Alan Sugar is appearing <laughs> in a boardroom. If you happen to Apprentice. stumble across it on television at Celebrity Apprentice. And it wasn't due to that. He he brought up the boardroom, I think. I think he said you could hear me across a boardroom. Yeah. I don't know if Dan is, if Sir Dan Sugars is angling for Lord Alan Sugar's role, role. but I, it, was, it was our Sugars that brought up the boardroom. Yeah. Um, true. Before we went on a golf trip just recently, we were at the airport and the plane had been delayed. And um, I, Hor- Hor- we were talking about Dan, Sugar and the Chomp. Yeah. Horg says, I reckon I can do that. So this is me filming Big Orgs. Have a go at it. Big, you can chomp a song. It's actually not too. 
Yeah. So <laughs> not not as clear, obviously, because you know the mic next to you. But happy birthday came in clear as day to me. Clear as day when he sent when you sent it through, Andrew. I was like, geez, it's. Maybe this is a thing that people can do. Yes. And we people wanted to cover have up. been writing in at HamishNeed.com saying they can do it. Now, they're not discrediting Dan Sugars. They no, knew and, that and, he was superior at it. But And in, and in fact, uh, to follow up, for follow up on what you were saying, we will, we will retrospectively award an eight coin. Wow. I think we should. I think it's what people want. Yep. And I think when you look at what Dan Sugars has to send back up, his one coin coin? Of course. It's not a nine coin coin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. When we receive his one back. Mm-hmm. And we go back through the register, then we'll release an eight from the mint. There you go. Um, I think what he's done is he's opened up because because when he came to us, there was a lot of chat, like it was a normal thing, like, oh, my boyfriend can chump a song. Oh, yeah, I can chump a song. I know. And he would say stuff like, I know a lot of people think they can chump a song. But we're like, what is this verb you've introduced in relation to singing? We've yeah. just never heard chomping in relation to music before. Now I think it I think a lot of people just had never thought to do it. And yep. Hogs had a, had his first go. Had his first go. He did well. Andy, you can oh, do it. I okay. had a go just How did you have a go? Happy birthday. It's pretty good. Pretty good. It's okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. All I'm saying is people can do it. Which and then, Haim, you had a great idea. Well, so can I just say too, don't don't think it's about having perfect teeth because as we've discussed, Ando, with your bottom front two, mm. it's like you're playing with two strings missing on the <laughs> <laughs> Yet you still get a great sound out of yeah, that thing. I think it helps. It's like the body of a guitar. It echoes out the bottom two. I yeah, right. Okay, so yeah. it's acoustically advantageous. Yeah. But you're, it's, it's the connection between your molars. That, mm. that, that's how you're playing the song, isn't it? So you had a great idea, Ham. Well, I just went, listen. Hog, out of suddenly out of nowhere, hogs can chomp. You can chomp. Mm. Various people would be coming forth going, they can chomp. We have talked about when we've had multi platform Mike on the show throughout the year talking about his choir buddies. Mm. We did the idea of a Christmas concert was floating around, <laughs> and I've, and and you know the a choir concert was floating around, mm. and it felt we're going to have a choir right, off, which we're going to have a choir is a off. Peter out. And that feels like it could be a Peter ad. It was like, and and Peter ads have a good, have a common thread. They sound like a fun thing to say in the moment, yeah. but about 80% of the value is had in just saying the thing. Yes. Not in doing the thing. Mm-hmm. And I think, I think the fun of saying choir off was really fun. Yeah, oh, heaps of and fun. And then after that, it's diminishing in terms of, in terms <laughs> yeah, exactly. of organising it. It's nice for Mike to catch up with his chums, but it doesn't have to be, <laughs> no, have to hear it. Or record it. So <laughs> here's what I think, though. We, we do have within Mike a man of great choir experience. Mm. Would we fade out the concept of the choir off? Yeah, dim that. And we keep Mike in his role as choir master. Oh. And we put together mm. a chumping choir. Yeah, and we do a Christmas recital. Just quickly, just though, did you get through the power of chomp, Mike? Did you ever conduct? Oh, so, didn't. Sorry, Mike, Andy, he, didn't. <laughs> he didn't. He didn't conduct. Can we get Mike in here for a second? Because <laughs> right before his eyes, he's had a choir off be removed. He's been elevated to conductor. He's been stripped of his baton. <laughs> yeah. Mike, you there? G'day, guys. Mikey. Okay, welcome. Roller coaster for you at the moment. We're probably not going to do the choir off at the end of the year. That's completely reasonable. Yeah. Totally understand. Yeah. Thank you for entertaining it for so long. Pleasure. It was fun. <laughs> and and, it, and and we hope you have reconnected pleasantly with your choir chums. But, Mike, do you support and do you think there's musical merit in the idea 
of a Christmas chomp um, concert with- at the Sydney Chompera House. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to chomp twice for yes. Someone's auditioning. <laughs> <laughs> He's just going, yeah. all right, if I'm not right. the conductor, I'm in the choir. Yeah. Um, well, Mike, Mike, can you chomp? Can you chomp? Can you, can you chomp um, uh, uh, Jingle Bells? Uh, I'll give it a shot. Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's good. Yeah, imagine that. Do you think he's still the conductor, Ander, or is he just oh, in I the choir? I don't think it's the same skill. <laughs> Singing and conducting is very different because I'd like to hear but chomp, he's had so chomp much harmonies. Experience. He's I'd had like so much experience. Sure, but he's had so much experience seeing a conductor. Mike, do you think you've picked up the skills of a conductor? I, I'd rather be in the chomp choir than conduct. One of the gang. Yeah. You want to be one of the guys mucking about in the trenches, not the general. Yeah, I think so. It just would be so great to stand by other choir chums and just chomp our hearts out. They don't have chomp, to call them chums. Chomp chums. <laughs> chomp chums. <laughs> this isn't more of a, this is a cool choir. This is more kind of straight, just chomping, no singing allowed. Okay, are we going to say register your interest at heymachine.com to be a part of the chomp choirs that we're saying here? I guess, are we doing auditions and stuff? Because who's in charge of that? Maybe Mike can be in charge of the auditions. That sounds we should like, build on the show. That sounds we like... We keep some of this off air. Yeah, a lot of it off air. We'll do the concert on air. We'll definitely do the concert on air. The Chompra house. But, um, but I don't want us to be exhausted of chomps by the time we get to the That's concert. That's true. I almost wonder if the last chomp we heard was just then from Mike. Could be. And then the could, rest could of well it be. is... Because you're right, it is, it's obviously got a shelf life, chomping. Mm-hmm. There's a reason... <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason when you look at the top 40 charts, mm. I haven't looked at them today, but I would put money on the fact they're all singing and no chomping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you have to pick people's favourite sound to come out of a mouth, singing is still hugely popular. Mm. Hugely mm. popular mm. <laughs> compared to chomping. Much more. Yep. But, 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 where we, but we have the uniqueness here. So we know it's probably a repertoire of, is it probably... You know, three songs. Three songs, the, max. The maybe even a mega, mega mix. And look, all I'm saying is if we have oh, the, the choice. Power, though. Let's not, let's not put Mike as a conductor yet because yeah. if we had, say. A maestro. Say Guy Sebastian as a mentor, kind of like out of the voice. If we had someone yeah. to, to be able yeah. to a bring guy everybody. A maestro. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. So. Um, Let's let's look at the dates for the Chompra House. Um, yeah. short I'll gig, go on the website Very now. short gig. Very short gig. Could be in the Arvo. Could be in and out on the same day someone else has got Easy. one. And that'd be nice to cost share. Um, I wonder if there's a form you can fill out on the website to book the hall. <laughs> um, great. Okay. Let's, hey, uh, like, so, quick question. It's obviously acoustic only, but I just want people to, on a serious note, imagine the power of, let's say, 50 yeah. men and women Chomping in perfect time and harmony. I mean, it will blow. It will blow people's minds. Yeah, being in the audience mm. to a point. I agree, and then it will get on. So that's why, <laughs> <laughs> that is why three seems like the right amount of songs. <laughs> Ando, mm-hmm. why not? 
Well, I mean, we have so many good ones coming in every single week. Oh. It just feels <laughs> like sometimes you just have to upset your best mate. Everything is neat and practical Because that's the way he likes it But what if it wasn't? Upset Andy! <laughs> what I've, a always great felt, <laughs> I've always felt like, I'm not sure if you felt this about the opener, yeah. But at the end where it goes, nah, 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 that's me just going, nah, 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 nah. No, I, I always like it as an opener because I think it was meant to be for one day. And so I didn't put um, too much effort into it. And it is actually the opener for the opposite. Yeah. And then it just sort of finishes on, but imagine not. <laughs> yeah. um, Which, all right. Anyway. A lot of people writing in all the time, Ando, to upset Andy. We collate the best. The producers collate the best. They hook them up on the line. There now has to be a bit of a process. What I love about this so much is um, between sort of myself, Carly, um, multi-platform Mike, mm. there's been so many that have come through that you're like, we know it's not going to have the same effect re-upsetting you. Like yep. once you've been stung, that's like a fresh wound. <laughs> And it, you, then you get a bit of scar tissue over it. So yes. it's hard to go back and re-upset you. But you would think it would get harder and harder to find them. It actually seems to be getting, like, just more and more original ones <laughs> come in. I just feel like we rarely go over the same spot twice. But Gabby. Gabby, oh, ahoy. Ahoy. Ahoy, Gabby. Ahoy. What have you got to upset Andy? So this is one that my husband does. When he buys a slab of beer and he gets, like, the four six-packs in the cardboard dividers, mm -hmm. like a carbon dry, he will put them all in the fridge and then take a beer from all different six-packs instead of just finishing one six-pack off. Andy's left. I hate that. <laughs> got him. I also hate... Absolutely got him. I, look, to be honest, don't really like putting them in the fridge in... The With cardboard, the cardboard. Yes, Andy did not like. I will take We're them. We're on. We're on. I will take them out of the cardboard. If... So not, this, is no, this is basically like, can I go free officer? No. In fact, I've got more crimes to charge you with. <laughs> but the other one is, say if you're using, if you're a can of beer and they've got the uh, the, the, the collection, the, 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 I don't know what you call it, it keeps them together at the top. A plastic thing sometimes. The, yeah, the plastic clasps at the top of them. I very much hate those ones because they stick out higher like... It looks. Oh, they ruin the level. It ruins the level, uh, and you can't get anything uh, alongside. Can, uh, can we dig a little deep on this for a second? Is the reason you don't like the cardboard divider on the stubbies going into the fridge is because that's the that's the divider telling you how to run the rules of the <laughs> no. fridge, is, and no, it, it's going. You must put it in a three by two formation. Whereas I know the Andy I know would go. Sure, I might if that's the most appropriate <laughs> formation. But I also I might like a six by one if I need to <laughs> if I need to move it around. As you know, you've been in my fridge before. I like having rows of different beers, mm -hmm. and so you you like merchandise it properly. You, you want to make sure that they're in the same. And the other part is when you want a beer, you want it quick. And to, to don't have time to. I, I'd prefer get it to get, out of the cardboard. When I get back and I get them all unpacked, I know that the last thing, or if I'm tired, and I want a beer. You don't need any extra stuff. I want to, to wrestle get a cardboard <laughs> gatekeeper. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Certainly got me, Gabby. Well done. Really good, Gabby. <laughs> Billy. You. Ahoy, Billy. Ahoy, boys. How's it going? Yeah, good, Billy. Good, mate. Um, what have you got for hand up? Well, my mate from work came into work the other day. He's got a um, brand new iPhone 13 Pro, the mm -hmm. big one. Mm hmm. Must be nice. Yeah, fancy. Must be nice. Mm. And he bought um, a new screen protector online, mm. bought it for an iPhone 12, mm. 
Mm. So it's got about a full centimetre, um, <laughs> a full centimetre gap around the whole um, screen protector, and he just runs with it. I hate it. I really hate More it. More than yeah. enough, I would say. I mean, any, uh, I view as, I mean, I view a case as sometimes overkill, let alone a screen protector. A screen protector is like. You know, it's like when you see the kids in under five's footy that wear mouth guards. You're like, oh, okay, well, geez, I mean, good to be safe, but they're all baby teach. <laughs> they um, yes, Billy, here, here, here's the thing for me: I don't like a screen protector. I know it sounds. I know it should be no, in I my wheelhouse. When you think about it, people will know why Andy doesn't like it. It gets dusty. There's imperfections <laughs> in the plastic. Yeah. It can even, even though, of course, Andy would. Sp- Smooth it on with a razor yeah. to avoid air bubbles. <laughs> it just, Over time, the edges, the stickiness of the edges, will gather microscopic bits of dust that will that are a middle finger to Andy every time he looks at his phone. <laughs> Screen sensitivity as well could be compromised. Yep. All those things. So, putting one on, no thanks. But putting the wrong one on just disgusts me. And Jack, hang up. <laughs> Bye, Billy. (laughs) And uh, raw dog all the way. Um, Stephanie, Stephanie, ahoy. What have you got to upset Ando? Ahoy, boys. Happy Uh, birthday, Andy. No need. Thanks, Stephanie. Um, Ahoy to you. Ahoy. Um, So basically, part one of this is that I'm really lazy and I leave heaps of old drinks in my car. So I have like old half-filled bottles of Pepsi, Sprite, orange juice, old coffees. Never know when it could come in handy. (laughs) And I haven't filled my windscreen wiper since I first got my life (laughs) So I'll just use like the Coke Zero and my old coffees to clean my windscreen. <laughs> An absolute a drip tray of fluids to and, clean. And my car is my car is white, so in summer I've got like a pleasure of colours at the front. <laughs> just gross. But does it do the job? Does it do the job? No, it doesn't do the job. Bet it does. <laughs> Andy, it certainly does do the job. It does. Do the job. I bet it does. Because isn't it like you meant to like you meant to clean like your wedding ring and stuff or your engagement ring? Leave it in Coke. Overnight, yeah, glasses, and the like, same thing. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Just like a big diamond. All and right. <laughs> lo and behold, cleanest windscreen in town. Could be a life hack. Go Steph. Holly, ahoy. Ahoy, Holly. Ahoy, Holly. What have you got to upset Andy? Ahoy. Ahoy to you. My upset, Andy, is that at my parents' house, they've got about three quarters of their fence line is a picket fence. Mm-hmm. And so the picket fence goes big picket, little picket, big picket, little picket. Oh, no. so, so far, so, so far, can I say, Holly, that's a picket pattern that pleases Andy. <laughs> I, saw, I, saw, I saw Andy nod, like lulled into almost like a hypnosis of, yeah, this is good, big picket, little picket. That's the way the suburbs are meant to be, big picket, little um, picket. But then to upset you, about halfway through, no. the fence are messed up and it goes big picket, big picket. No. And then back to the pattern of little picket, big picket, little picket, big picket. Is it picket. in a central spot? <laughs> like, could it it's, possibly be, if it was dead center, it could possibly, if the it property, could be a feature. It could be a feature to double a remnant. No, it's not. It's literally like three quarters of the way through the fence. So it's not in like a good place for it to make sense. Uh, it, have you chosen to put your letterbox there to like. Yeah. To not, no, and it's one of those things that when you notice it, you can't unnotice it. Oh, I'd notice it. <laughs> <laughs> or is the big picket, is the big, are we talking tall picket but same width? Or is the big yeah, picket? Yeah, so they're all the same width, oh, but so one tall, put a small short, tall, short. 
Yep. So they could have put a shorter one there, Ando. They just chose not no, to. No, it's not three in a row. I think it's only two in a row. No, I'm just saying they. it, it wasn't like they had to make up the space with a big picket, the width. No. They could have put a, a, a yeah. shorter picket yeah. with the yeah. same width. It's not even a width issue. And am I right in saying it's two pickets, not three in a row? Yeah. So it, So you can't it, replace it no. easily. No. It's replaced no, the whole thing. If, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. To replace <laughs> it, you'd have to rip out half of the fence well, yeah. to then start the pattern again. All right. Well, you should do it. <laughs> that is the only way out of this. Um, very quickly, James. James, ahoy, ahoy James. last one. Upset, ahoy, Andy. lads. Oh. Um, this is something I want to stress. My partner does. I do not partake in any fast and loose action. Good man. There is. You're one, you're one with me, mate. I look forward to having a beer with a coaster. <laughs> I look forward to some point. I'll, I'll, I'll look forward to having a beer with your partner because they sound like they've got a lot of spare time because they're not wasting their life with procedures. Oh, so this is something. So, you know, like those thin plastic bottles that you'd usually find at like a servo, kind of like a pump bottle. You know, anything you're going to find in like a fridge in like a supermarket or something like, like that. Like a water bottle? Yeah, like a water bottle. Yeah, 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 essentially. So when they go to take a drink out of the water bottle, they will squeeze the bottle oh, to yeah. then increase the flow of water. Yeah. But then we'll over. put the lid oh, straight no. back on <laughs> yep. and not let the bottle return back. <laughs> 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 oh. Why would we? Why would we let it return, James, to its shape? Because next time he's going to squeeze it again. So they've really, really, you guys should love this because they're saving their spot of the squeeze. No, there is a kicker here though. Okay, when the bottle gets placed back on the bench, for example, it can't stand upright. (laughs) So then the bottle will lay on its side. Yeah, it's not going. It's not going anywhere. Yeah. Like, who oh. cares? The, the thing standing the bottle up, there's no rule that says the bottle has to be in perfect. It's not the international bottle show. It doesn't have to be in a presentable <laughs> position at all times. Gravity's really the thing sticking it to the bench. Who cares if it's having to sleep or standing to attention? You can still pick it up next time you need it. Uh, James, I hate that, mate. <laughs> Thank you. I'm with you. I feel your pain, buddy. Hey, it's been a few weeks now. We've been waiting for an update on the bug assault uh, with laser attachment and the new yes. camouflage uh, weaponry um, for taking down flies. Uh, tactical, a full t- tactical fly weapon system. Yeah, really, uh, I'm ready for my review, very ready for the review. Mm-hmm. To remind, quickly jog people's memories, this is exactly the same model bug assault, the bug assault 3.0, but mm-hmm. now the traditional bug assault, this is the weapon that shoots table salt at flies, um, the spring-loaded kind of shotgun system, um, that the normal colour is orange and yellow, so quite clearly a toy. Um, yeah. The camo, um, the camo pattern had yeah. come in, I guess, to um, further confuse the fly yeah. as to who was stalking them. You also do have to put a lot of foliage around your um, kitchen <laughs> um, to help the camo take effect. And it does have a fluorescent orange muzzle. Nozzle, yeah. Uh, which you have to have, I suppose, to go, this isn't a gun. Yeah. But I'm picturing you in full ghillie suit, one of the three you've purchased. <laughs> yes, and, and staying up late at night using, a, like, you know, the miniature model paint that people use for Warhammer to paint the muzzle um, dark green. <laughs> so here's the thing. I obviously live in Sydney now. You live in Melbourne. Mm. We bounce back and forth doing the podcast. That particular day, we were doing the show in Melbourne. I come down to Melbourne. We do the podcast. You give me the camo gun mm-hmm. and the laser sight. I go, great. Oh, no. I like to travel carry-on mm. only. 
So as I was putting it in my bag, I thought to myself, well, this should be fine because it's a toy. Yeah. Like it is really just a toy. And it was fine. It was fine. Goes through the scanner and goes through the scanner at the airport, Melbourne airport. And I go, and I could see it on the screen, like my bag had come through and, you know, it still shows you a picture of the last bag to go through. And I was like, God, that looks funny because that really looks like a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> and so I am getting my phone out to try and subtly take a photo mm. just to send to the, the you okay. guys, to the team to go, ah, look at the bug assault going on the going through security. And I reckon I was fumbling with the phone for quite so. I reckon a full 10, 15 seconds because then you like press camera and it's not working. That was like jammed on video. And it really was taking me ages. In that time, then the guy sees the screen, right? I could have walked off. I could have been almost at the gate. And he sees the screen and goes, hang on a sec, and grabs the bag because oh. there's a gun in there. <laughs> and then I went, okay, I guess not as innocent as I thought. Yes. And now we have a situation. No, don't tell me where I'm having to go, where the guy goes, can you open this bag up? Usually when that happens, you go, yeah, sure, mate, no worries. Yeah. What is it? Like nail scissors? When you have a real gun in the bag, mm. it's quite a different scenario where you have to say, there is a gun in there. Just so you know, mm. what I'm about to pull out is a gun. Yeah, but, but isn't but that a bit a confusing because if it was a real gun... Yeah, you open it. Why wouldn't okay. you tell? Why would yeah. you the security guard open you open this? One. This one? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to hand. Or he goes. This, actually, goes. Is this your bag? He unzips it. Actually, okay. and I go. Just so you know, you're about to pull a gun out. Yep. And everything's cool because it's a toy. Yes. It just fires salt. He pulls it out, handle first. But as we know, the only bit, and it's camo. Yeah. Right? So it looks like a shotgun. But the only bit that keeps it as a toy is the orange bit at the end. Mm. But he doesn't pull it all the way out of the bag. So he goes this thing. <laughs> And now people around are going, Jesus, this guy's got a gun in his head. <laughs> I was like, it's a toy, hey, everyone, good fun. It's a toy. It's a toy. I highly recommend it. Fun way to shoot flies. So I go, take, you know, if I may, it's got a thing at the end like it's a toy. And the guy goes, mate, sorry, yeah, you can't take it on. He goes, you could if it was bright orange, but you can't. You can't? It's a replica. Oh. And he took away the camo. But I said, okay, before you do that, I need to get the laser sight. Can I have okay. the laser sight? He goes, yeah, you can have the laser sight. So I unscrewed that. So I have the laser sight. Okay. So that, look, it was more a, It was more a review on... Of the laser sight anyway. Yeah. I mean, we wanted to review the laser sight. I just thought I'd let you know, sadly, that's where the camo gun ended up. And I told the guy, I was like, mate, take it home. You'll love it. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> you'll do that? I, I, I would hope so. I mean, I'm like, you have my full permission. It's a gift to customs. Um, you know, who doesn't love a barbecue? You're mm. going to have flies this summer. Yep. This is how you get rid of them. Okay. So it doesn't matter. I still took the the laser sight home, attached it to my regular bug assault, which mm -hmm. we keep in the kitchen. Did it I, improve accuracy? Okay. I got pretty deep on this, Ando. Mm -hmm. And I've actually written like a full review, like in the style that you would find on a website that would use <laughs> um, military equipment or a laser sight. Um, okay. So I've written it out mm -hmm. and uh, published it online. Um, under my pseudonym, um, you know, Fly Assassin 88. Yep. And this is just my honest-to-God, non-sponsored um, opinion. Jack, do you have some kind of like backing music that would be appropriate for a guy doing a weapons review? Okay. My name is Hamish, and I recently mounted the laser sight to my Bug Assault 3.0. I found the attachment itself to be smooth and must commend the engineers on the quality of the docking. 
turn the side on, it must be said that the button is small and perhaps fiddly to engage in the heat of battle. However, I found with some practice I could activate the sight and chamber a round of salt and have the weapon in a ready-to-fire position within two seconds. Oh. I would estimate the time cost of activating the sight to be one second. Of course, this only comes into play for the first round fired. Once the sight is on, it remains on for the duration of the battle. It's up to the user to determine if the target is in such a time-sensitive position that the gains delivered from the sight are worth the one second it takes to turn it on. Mm -hmm. Which brings me to the accuracy itself. <laughs> it must be stated from the outset that as the laser mounts on the underside of the barrel, and lasers are famous for their habit of pointing in a straight line, mm. if aligned correctly, obviously where the laser lands is not the spot where your muzzle is pointing but about three centimetres below it. Yeah. You can go to the trouble of zeroing your sight at a range you're most likely to fire at. Find a link on how to do that here. <laughs> but for most users, they will have to accept that this so-called precision instrument is, in fact, inherently the opposite of precision. <laughs> or to be more correct, it's precisely inaccurate every time. You may say that for an area of effect weapon that has a spray of projectiles rather than a single projectile, that's less of an issue. But experienced shooters would know millimetres matter in fly hunting, so you're therefore left to aim low and do the maths. You of course know exactly the spot underneath the barrel is pointing, and that may give some users a degree of comfort, but it does carry with it the risk that whilst being bringing the laser onto target, it can pass over the fly and yeah. spook them into flying off. <laughs> That's what I was worried about. The trained marksman would only draw the sight up to the fly from below, mm -hmm. thus never passing the laser over the fly, but it's worth mentioning. So all in all, in the right circumstances, the laser sight may seem like a solution for those wishing to up their kill count <laughs> and accuracy rates, but for a product that aims to increase accuracy, it brings with it its own problems, and for the guesswork it removes, it replaces it generously. My advice would be to harness the spirit that your ancestors used when they threw their first handful of salt at a fly on the plains <laughs> of the African savannas half a million years ago. Trust your hands and your eyes to do their job. That's what they're there for. I'm Hamish. Good luck, and as always, good hunting. <laughs> Tremendous. So that's the breakdown. <laughs> Tremendous. That is the breakdown. Yeah, we don't need It's anymore. fun, but it's, yeah, yeah you, you, you're do. fine without it. Hey, people can go to hamishnetty.com. Uh, hit us up on any emails there. Uh, we love it. All the videos there as well. The pod you can listen to through there. But also fill out a form to be a valued and important podcaster and list a special skill. We also love it when you dob in a friend. And that's what happened yeah. to Riley Quinn. He's about to join us. But James, his mate, said uh, and wrote in and said, my best mate Riley Quinn is an absolute Oscars fanatic and can name the winner of any category of any year which yeah, is wild. wild. He can also name who presented awards, every nominee, who hosted, etc. He just loves it, obviously. But there is a lot of years and a lot of characters, um, categories when it comes to the Oscars. Oh, it's huge. I mean, right, right hand and left hand slap from Will Smith. <laughs> right, <laughs> well, right hand Will, left, hand, left cheek Chris. <laughs> left cheek Chris. He joins us now. That's my special character category. <laughs> I remember all the slaps. So, so far I've got one, and but I could tell you exactly what happened. Riley, ahoy to you. Ahoy, thanks for having me, guys. Well, Riley, total pleasure, mate. I mean, this is, this is as Ando said, this is an extremely impressive skill because it, it's that, you know, like remembering best film is something that I think people would enjoy remembering. But then every single category, mm. that, that it feels like the reward for remembering them diminishes. Like it's far less impressive to go, can I tell you who won best special effects in 1971? 
just because no one, there's a chance a lot of people might not remember that film, whereas, you know, your best pictures people will remember. How, how did you get into this memorising? Um, so I've been a pretty big movie fan all my life. And um, I'd say about 10 years ago, when I kind of got old enough to start seeing the films that are actually nominated each year, I got really invested in like following the Oscar race and seeing, you know, who was up. And I kind of, you know, through that went back and just started watching, you know, whatever had been nominated. And but even like costumes and makeup and special effects, like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. What's your favorite film of all time? Yeah, what what is, is the best? Let's film get into of all this time? before we do the skill. Okay. So I usually say Network, which was um, very good. A film from the 70s. Never heard of it. With uh, Robert Redford. Yeah, it's great. It's Robert about Redford. it's about media, so yeah. <laughs> okay, network. It's really good. Yeah, not, network. I actually yeah. am not sure if it has Robert Redford in it. I was just throwing that out there to be on your level. Does it have Robert Redford in it? <laughs> it doesn't have Robert Redford, but it's the same Look year again. as all the president's men, so That's it's a big similar <laughs> era. <laughs> Don't give me. It's in a similar era. Robert yeah, Redford's been close. acting yeah. for forty years. <laughs> right, right, he right. was busy that year. Gonna, you might just want to have a look All again right. at Network and smaller get... roles. Can I? Okay. Can I just ask what? What? Okay. That might be this. This might be the same question. But is there one from yesteryear that's underrated? If you've gone back and watched all the best films of the of the Academy, is there something that you feel doesn't get the credit it's due? Yeah. Um... There's, there's a bunch of great films from like throughout the years that were like nominated and, at, you know, at one point were, you know, big films, but have kind of fallen by the wayside. So, you know, I'm just off the top of my head. There's things like Quiz Show, which was nominated for a bunch of things in the 90s. and Absolute ripper. Um, a movie called An Unmarried Woman. And uh, there's a movie called Top Cappy, which won Sporting Actor in the 60s. That's a great heist film. So oh, well, heaps, see, this if is... you go through the history, there's a lot there that's really, really fun Was to watch. Was that Top Top Cappy? Top Cappy. Hey, it's not your... You can chat to... You can chat to you tell me that someone... Other... That... Listening to this right now, who's just heard of a great heist film, one of the all-time greats they haven't heard of, they would like to know if it's called Top Cathy. Or Top or if Cappy, I'm, I think it was. Cappy with a double P. Cappy, yeah, yeah with yeah. a P, That yeah. makes more yeah. sense yeah. because it's not a gang of Cathys <laughs> argu- <laughs> arguing who's over who's in charge of the squad. And they're, when you're like, hey, listen, we're all Kathleen's or Catherine's or whatever it is. Let's just rob the bank and figure out who's Top Cathy after this. Yeah, um, very different. Yeah. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you do know a lot about movies. <laughs> um, Riley, we've got five uh, okay. uh, awards we're going to throw at you, or categories we're going to throw at you. They're a mixture of the people and also some of them uh, are obviously films-based. Um, sure, okay. What do you think, four out of five for a coin hand? They're pretty hard, or does he have yeah. to go clean I mean, this sweet? is the, it, no, no, it is hard. It is really hard. Mm. We know he's blindfolded. We've got Mike watching him on Zoom, so there's no cheating. Yeah. Okay, Riley, <coughs> if you're ready to go, you can put your um, blindfold on because we've got Mike on Zoom watching you to make sure. Yeah, put you... the blindfold on. Great, and we'll jump into this. We like the idea that Hamish and I are on stage with you, Riley, in different eras, and we're going to okay. hand you the envelope, and you're going to tell us what the winner is. Yep. Nice, nice, okay. So at the moment, we're at the 42nd Academy Awards, we're going to be celebrating okay. films that were made in 1969. Yeah, okay. Haim, would you like to pass uh, Raleigh the envelope for yeah, Raleigh. Best Picture? Here you go, Raleigh. 
who was the best picture that year at the 42nd Academy Awards. Okay, the winner is Midnight Cowboy. He's got it. <laughs> <laughs> hey! Okay, was that an easy... You knew that straight away, didn't you? That was easy. That was easy, yeah. That was easy. Jack, that is this the easy. one... Is this the one that you said you tried to watch and couldn't get into? Yeah, I found it a little bit boring. Would you agree, Riley? Oh, uh, look, I've got to disagree, but, um, you know, that's that's part of the fun of the Oscars is that we often disagree with who wins, but, you know, that's, that's you know, part of the long that's history the of it. Pretty that's slow. Pretty try, slow. Try, try, <laughs> top, try Top Cappy, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You okay. might enjoy that. The, we are now on stage at the mm. 60th. Academy Awards. Same hey, nice suit. <laughs> Thanks. I've got the single decorative button instead of a bow tie. <laughs> Very bold choice. It, it won't date. Celebrating films made in 1987, the winner for best makeup and hairstyling is. Well, I feel I feel just like John Candy right now. The winner is Harry and the Hendersons. Wow. He's got it. Amazing. He's got it. What, what, do you feel like John Candy because he presented that award? He presented that award, yeah. Oh, my God. Because oh. I was like, what a weird reference because yeah. he's not. John Candy's not known as a makeup and hairstyling fan do or you, fanatic. Do you know who the, the specific person who won it? I think it was Rick Baker. He's got it. <laughs> wow, okay. Okay. Next one. I suppose makeup and hairstyling for Harry and the Hendersons, that's a, you, that's a legitimate winner. Let's travel forward five years. The 65th Academy Awards we're at right now, celebrating films in 1992. The award for Best Supporting Actress goes to Riley. The winner is Marissa Tomei. Unbelievable. What film? My Cousin Vinny. He's got it. (laughs) Don't even need to ask, Unreal. Well done. Jeepers. Okay, well, you're getting a coin after this one, but it feels like a <laughs> foregone conclusion. But we are in 2011. Okay. Well, sorry, the 84 Academy Awards, celebrating films made in 2011. The award for best original song goes to. It goes to Man or Muppet from The Muppet. <laughs> it does. It really does. How much faster could the ceremony be if it was like this? Just a list That's right. read off fast by Riley. Wow. One more for luck, but you've bloody done it. Um, We are at the 45th Academy Awards. It's 1972. The the film's from the 1972. It's what we're uh, celebrating. Best Adapted Screenplay Oscar goes to... The Godfather. (laughs) It's funny, isn't it? In hindsight, you go, some of these films you've heard of, some you haven't. I mean, The Godfather, what's that about? (laughs) (laughs) You know, you've got to look after this person. Well, here are all these Cathy's you have to look after. <laughs> Riley, you've got yourself a coin. Congratulations. Well done, not that, even vaguely so rattled. Yeah. That, like, you just nothing, nothing, nothing was a wrong step. You, you just, you just, you ate it up. You loved doing it. Who awarded the best adapted screenplay? Like, who, who gave it out? Yeah. Uh, Jack Lemon. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll do some Googling and find out. Robert Redford, it was that era. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we know he was working and keen to increase his profile. Hey, Riley, do, do you dream of one day going to the Academy Awards? I mean, would that blow your mind? Yeah. Yeah, that would be incredible. I would, I would love that. It's always been awesome. a big dream of mine. You dream big, yeah. mate. Well, they should just. Yeah. <laughs> I know this is the bit where we go where we've organised. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting. But Jack, that's the difference between the radio show you work on. That's FM Breakfast Radio, and yeah. this is um, just podcasting. You just hear someone's big dream, and you go, 
Our dream's great. Anyway, thanks for joining us. <laughs> well. I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the Logies. I can, I'll, that's enough. Uh, well, keep dreaming. <laughs> Our dream's great. <laughs> that was presented by Gretel Colleen. <laughs> thanks, Riley. <laughs> Best <You> reality. <laughs> thanks for listening. The Hamish and Andy podcast will return next week. Catch up or contribute at hamishandandy.com. Listener.